What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 47. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? Doing great. Doing great because we uh, we beat the hackers, right? We beat the hackers. One hack and we are back. Um, feels feels kind of feels kind of good, uh, right? I mean, do you feel like you won anything, or, or did you just spend a bunch of sleepless nights? <laughs> well, we got the account back, so we got that <laughs> one. And but yeah, great mention to start. And people, we're gonna post the podcast on YouTube. Don't worry. And uh, yeah, that definitely was a huge, huge worry of mine, of ours during that week. So yeah, we gotta, we gotta get it started. So with the episode forty-seven, I'd like to start with the topic that I got to start with. Okay, and people like <clears throat> you know Ralph Ragnick and doubters of Ronaldo clearly that were saying that he shouldn't have played against City. Look at you now, look at you now. Okay, that's ridiculous. And shambolic that you can go around and say that he shouldn't have been even selected or there. It's not injury, okay? It wasn't injury with Ronaldo. And Ronaldo, by doing this, by doing this against Tottenham, every single doubter, shh, nothing to say now, okay? Hat trick, it happened, and you're going to see against Atletico something, something else is going to happen. I'm expecting that. Maybe, maybe, right? Um, I, I do see it as, uh, okay, Cristiano Ronaldo, his hat trick uh, breaks the documented all-time scoring record of 806 goals. It yes. is now Cristiano Ronaldo alone. Um, I think he takes it from a guy named Joseph Bacan, uh, who was active from 1931 to 1957. So mm -hmm. there you go. Um, but no, I mean, that was his what? Only his second hat trick in a Manchester United shirt. Uh, 14 years apart, um, so very, very cool. But let's be honest, mm -hmm. okay? That was basically everybody's fear when it comes to Manchester United as a squad. That was Cristiano Ronaldo saving the butt mm. of Manchester United. I disagree. He was able to get them the three goals that they needed, the three points disagree. that they needed. That, that they needed, hold on, in order to paper over the cracks of what is a terrible defense no. terrible defense and once again and i know you've been saying it i've been late on the train harry Maguire had himself a howler it's a terrible game <laughs> terrible game and, and if there was no cristiano ronaldo obviously manchester united would have lost that game alex and, Delch played really true. well dalo played really well fred yeah. played so well that game pogba okay he wasn't the best putting the pressure like bruno does but pogba went bold and he played well so yeah. Ronaldo has a positive effect on every, not, a, uh, not on every, but the majority of the team members. And Sancho keeps on getting better, okay? I got, we got him. I know Wonder Kids is coming, but Sancho is being vocal. And I'm sure the next manager, in my opinion, Eric Ten Hag, which should be yep. the option, should be loving Sancho, what he's seeing. And even Ronaldo. I am going to say this Ronaldo, that game show to the world that no player has more emotion emotions okay and work working yeah. ability okay and passion than him that game was clear passion but i agree okay he was a lot involved but everyone around was better and that that, that and that's something that people criticize him saying oh he takes so much of the attention he didn't took even he took the attention and made it better so Alex Delge gives reason to his crosses. 
Dalo gives reason to his positioning. So Ronaldo gives reason to the whole team of Man United. So against Atletico, he's going to be the reason why they're going to get a dub if they get a dub. So against City, maybe he would have been a reason why of something else. And that's why it annoys me that there, there, there isn't the trust in Man United because they don't have the culture. So player, yeah. player stars. Yeah, but I mean, player but I mean, stars. If, if we're going to say that Cristiano Ronaldo affected all of the good things. Um, Champions. We also, have, we also have to say that he does affect it when it's, when it's bad, when things are bad. Yes. Um, and, and, and the quality just still is, is not there. I mean, True. that was like, uh, I, I don't know if it was Gary... Well, Gary Neville, or if it was Rio Ferdinand, I forget who it was that said this, but they said like that was the worst win that we've seen a Manchester United team um, do. I, there's still so many problems that are just glaring there. And let's be honest, they're literally playing. A, they were playing a Tottenham club that had one lost, one lost, one lost, lost, one lost. I mean, they, they can't get any sort of rhythm or any th- sort of momentum. That when Antonio Conte was asked, he said. Well, yeah, I mean, we would have won that game if Cristiano Ronaldo was not on the field. Exactly. And, exactly. And there's going to be plenty of games that Ronaldo does that, but there are also going to be games where, because Ronaldo is a human and he's 37, there are going to be games where he is not 28-year-old Ronaldo again. Mm. Now, that was the, against Spurs. That was not one of those games. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he was he, Air Ronaldo on that third goal. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And here's here's just understanding that, you know, Ronaldo is not going to be there forever. And there needs to be a future beyond Ronaldo. And it well, is great that Jay Sancho is stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. But in the end, I really do feel like all Ronaldo did in a good way was get them three points and papered over uh, what I saw as defensive inflexibilities and mm-hmm. defensive issues all over the field. That an Atletico, who is actually starting to pep up again and starting to play relatively well, um, I have a feeling that they might be able to exploit it. And your boy, Joe Fuchs, <laughs> might be the one doing that exploiting. Mm. Um, but I don't know. And and I got to bring this one up. Harry Maguire with that, that own goal that was just inexplicable uh, to oh. me. It was nice seeing Kuti Romero get a dose of his own medicine when Ronaldo put that third goal in. Okay, because I don't know if you saw that after yes. Maguire... Yeah, and Kuti Romero like got down in his face mm-hmm. uh, and like yelled at him. And I, I know you and I aren't exactly high on Maguire right now, but like that's taunting. It's like not cool to do. Um, what? And then yeah, I, Ronaldo I, to, to score that goal, and then thank God uh, Romero did that to Maguire, man. He did what everybody wanted to do. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so and it is true. I agree. You have valid points with Ronaldo, but I again I'll go back to it. Ronaldo is crazy about the culture now at man united i had never seen ronaldo do an interview like talking about his teammates in the middle of a season like he did okay and even when before the the tottenham game he was in portugal he trained in portugal okay he wasn't in manchester so he is clearly working and focused for that turkey game and i'm so happy that he cleared his mind he came back here and he came out of that toxic environment that should be at man united man there must be a bad environment okay even with rashford leaking out rashford leaking out that he's gonna leave okay we're, we're gonna talk maybe <laughs> about that more force but like there's such big uh big news around every single luke shaw contract renewal happening yes or not so 
I think there's going to be a max exodus. That has to happen. I see Pogba going. I see Matic going. I see I see here uh, Maguire, <laughs> Dean Henderson, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Well, he he's on the block too. Like if he he, he cost an awful lot, but like it's it's not easy for if if you're not putting those matches, he is in risk too. So I see a ton of players uh one step away of leaving and they need it. Mata Mata. So, yeah, it's a max exodus. Clear the club and get the yeah. culture back. I think that's going to happen, though. So Yeah, well, um, did you know this? Cristiano mm. Ronaldo is the second oldest <laughs> Premier League history to hit for a hat trick. Yeah, well, that's that. Oh. Oof. Like, I have a question, though. I have a question, yeah. though. Like, keeping with the Ronaldo. Like, mm -hmm. do you think Ronaldo right now is performing better than Messi this season? Oh. I think he is. Well, yeah. I mean, as a as a piece of the the Manchester United, you know, we obviously know there are glaring hole, holes, like you said. Like this, this is not this jersey represented mm -hmm. a ridiculous Manchester United culture, which is what you're talking about. So right? you Back pick Messi? Um, no, 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 no. I, I'm going to say, in terms of actual statistics, in terms of like you know goals, um, you almost have to say, yeah, uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is uh, more of a uh, plus to his club as it stands, although I do think it's a double-edged sword, um, and I know we've disagreed on that, which is completely fine. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Lionel Messi is is different right now, and it, and it was palpable. Like, you could see it. Mm -hmm. uh, never really seen him as, you know, Messi on the pitch, and I know we don't necessarily want to get out of the Premier League just yet, mm. but that PSG game, you could see frustration mm -hmm. in Messi. And um, mm -hmm. and I don't know if he knows who he is, at in Paris just yet. <laughs> yeah, well, um, if, if so uh, weird to say, so it, weird to say. It is, it is like um, Messi out of touch. Like I, I think I've never seen Messi like this. And you're, 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 you're hitting, hitting the nails as it should. <laughs> like, but like this season, it's so to fake. Ronaldo is levels above Messi. Like, in my opinion, okay? Providing assists, okay? There was a couple of matches, big matches against Man City that Messi played well. But Ronaldo, like, he's been key. And he scored in every single match of Man United in the Champions League. But the last one. And he'll score the next one. So, it's yeah. like, you know, I, he's still in the Champions League still. So, well, maybe. <laughs> it's easier to say that now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. And literally, like, PSG's stated goal of winning mm -hmm. the championship is mm -hmm. no longer. So, like, what do you do now? What is exactly. the next choose-your-own-adventure for uh, for PSG? Exactly. Um, but tell us in the yeah. comments section what you want, what you think is going to happen with Ronaldo, okay? What what should United want, okay? Who should come? And you said you wanted to stay in the Prem, so I'm assuming Chelsea? Yeah, <laughs> take your pick, right? There's a lot to talk about, but yeah... Um, it, it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um, mm -hmm. Not even thinking about the human element of what's going on uh, in in Ukraine, which is really, mm -hmm. really very difficult to do, uh, to not do, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, looking at it from purely a footballing level, um, yeah, Roman Abramovich uh, was, was sanctioned. Uh, he essentially lost control of the club. Hell, I think they didn't have access or might still not have access to their bank accounts in some respects. Fact. Um, they're going to have people looking into the finances left and right, the UK government. Um, and it gets to a point now where 
they, they, they won their they, they did what they needed to do this week which which good for them mm -hmm. uh, but their future their future looks a whole lot different than what you and I were, were chatting about just <laughs> and well, that I, that should scare anyone um, that is a supporter true. and I feel bad for the supporters because it has nothing to do with them um, but it's wow I mean you could probably lay it out but you're talking mm -hmm. about mass exodus potentially at United oh yeah, it's almost guaranteed. It's almost guaranteed at Chelsea. Guaranteed. Right? Yep. Guaranteed. Yep. It's uh, I, I again like excellent points. Like and Abramovich has given the green light to sell the club, so he won't yeah. be given a single penny. Okay, not even with the victims like he was laying out the possibility. So, the club, whoever buys the club, it's going to the UK government, the money, and to Chelsea. Okay, so. Let's see what's going to happen on that. So uh, hopefully the, the money is allocated to the people that are suffering inside the club and need it the most because, yes, the club had big expectations. Signing Lukaku, okay? And they still owe 71 million to Inter, million pounds to Inter of that Lukaku deal. And I've already seen in Calcio Mercato, Lukaku is willing to, to cut salary and join Inter back. And like... Now, now, maybe Lukaku was a visionary with that interview that he did a couple of months ago, okay, saying he's willing to go back to Serie A and stuff like that because, yeah, he won't stay at Chelsea, okay? I agree with you. A, max, a mass exodus, just like at United, I expect. Even more, even more at Chelsea. And this, too, has to be said. Komar Abramovic made decisions based on performances, not emotions. I am sure whoever comes next to Chelsea, uh, next at Chelsea, will have a very, very tough job to keep up the standards, okay? Because, yeah, Roman would just pump in money nonstop. And to keep up that, I can only see Arab money, maybe, coming in to Chelsea. So life, uh, yeah. the future life of Chelsea is going to be very different, for sure, Brutton. And I, I know that they're building... They're building a conglomerate. What, what do you call it? Mm. A, a group. They're building a group of owners. Um, I don't know who's taking the lead on it, oh. but I know one of them is going to be American, uh, a, a part owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. He's a billionaire, but he's not, you know, like a hundred billionaire, you mm -hmm. know, uh, like Abramovich. So um, there's there's like three of them, I think. So, hey, that's that's positive, right? That's mm -hmm. the positive. But then there's the negative. And the negative is Petr, Petr Cech, right? Mm -hmm. Petr Cech came out. And he is not giving off positive vibes <laughs> at all. Uh, and he literally is cautioning. Well, just here, listen to this quote. Mm. We have to admit we go day by day as it is not in our hands. The conversations are actually about if we can finish out the season. Hey, that's so sad to listen. Even Petrček, such a big legend saying out that, man. It's, it's devastating. It's st I'm so sorry for every Chelsea fan to even listen to that. Like, it, you don't deserve it, even after winning the Champions League. It's so sad. I, let's, let's just do, like, like, a game. I say the player, and you say if you think he's going to stay or go. Okay? okay. Kai Havertz, yeah. you think he'll stay or go? Uh, well, I, I, know, I know every person, um, every supporter wants Kai Havertz to stay after mm -hmm. his five goals, one assist in his last five matches. Mm -hmm. um, but I know, I know what you're going to say. Um, hmm. I don't necessarily agree that Kai Havertz is going to go. Going to go. But I don't, you think he's going to go? Going to go. And I see Liverpool eyeing like a hawk. 
Kai Havertz. And it makes total sense. Imagine Klopp with Havertz, but like Tuchel. Mm. So let me. Oh, so Havertz. Were, what, about, what about City? Mm, City, City. I think Felix though suits more because of the first touch. I think. Sure. I think. But Havertz. I the movements would be very good with with City too. Sure. But uh, so let's go to another player, Lukaku. Sure. Stay or go? Ugh, I think he has to go. Um, he has to. <laughs> If you're, gonna, to. Yeah, if you're gonna raise any it's just so tough not I knowing agree yeah. Rudiger, you stay or go oh he's going he's, he's, going. <laughs> he's more than going they, they were in the middle of i believe not like i don't think they can even negotiate contracts they can't they can't they can't renew contracts so christensen aspie and Rudiger, guaranteed yeah. gone those three yeah, all of them to La Liga too, right? Um, Christensen and Aspilicueta to Barca, uh, I think. Ui, that and ui, 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 Christensen at Barca, yeah. uh, that be that. I, I, I think, I think Romano, I think Fabrizio Romano is all over that. They I need it. They mentioned that. That'd be a um, good one. But Kante, this is the player I wanted to go. Kante, do you think he'll stay or go? I think he's going. Goes. Yeah. yeah. United or PSG. I think it makes total sense for PSG to lock in uh, Kante and United. Come on! If you locked P the CDM that you guys dreamed of so many years, now's yeah. the chance. No, that's true. So, that's true. I mean, yeah. but but here's the thing: is I don't even know if they can sell. Mm, they, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think the player can get, be given. I don't know, but I think at, at the end of the season. They can go. They can go. And Jorginho, I think he's going to go too. And Ziyech. Ziyech being the type of player he is. With all this instability, you don't want Ziyech being there too. You want a club that you can just ball out week in, week out, and he knows what he's doing. And the yeah. big person that's going to leave is Thomas Tuchel. Okay? Thomas Tuchel, in my opinion, he ain't staying after this season at Chelsea. And I'm seeing the news of United eyeing up Tuchel. And that would be... <laughs> 3,000 times better than Pochettino, okay? So, go get him and imagine if United sign Tuchel, yeah. Rudiger, and Kante. Game over, okay? Varane, Rudiger, Pogba, if they renewed, and Kante? Come on, the scenes. If, I know, I know. But, yeah. it's possible. It's possible. Oh, I mean... I think everything's possible. I think we're, we don't, uh, we don't uh, have all the answers right now with, um, <laughs> with, what, yeah, with what Chelsea is going to be forced to do. Ralph and Tuchel. Ralph and but, Tuchel um, have an excellent, excellent relationship then too. But there's one you didn't mention. Mm. Pulisic, you know? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been rumored to be leaving for mm -hmm. the last... 18 months i don't know anytime he's injured it's always like oh he's with this club this mm -hmm. person blah 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 um you know i could see him leaving as well so where to um, like he, I, I um who could snatch kalamatsunadoy can finally go to Bayern munich <laughs> we've, we've seen that news so many times now so it's like but pulisic flop in liverpool <laughs> that, that rumor before with Pulisic happened. Yeah, he wanted it, wanted him from Dortmund because yeah. he coached him at Dortmund. Yeah, Oy. but I think Luis Diaz is is I mean, more than Mane, true. But uh, yeah, I mean, can play on. You know, he's better. I think he's better. Is he better on the right? I I can never remember. <laughs> on, but, oh. um, 
the good thing about Pulisic is he could play pretty much all across the board. And if you're losing Sadio Mane, true, maybe. But, uh, and and there's news. I don't know if you saw that, but news what? about Mo Salah, who I'm very much up to that. Yeah. They haven't been offered another deal since December. Exactly. Um, so I might be jumping the gun here, but there's a lot going on and, and a lot of things. And I, unfortunately, you know, not even two months ago, we were t- not even a month ago. Hell, not even two weeks. No, definitely <laughs> more than two weeks ago. We were talking about, like, is Chelsea going to get Jules Conde? Are they going to go for De- Declan Rice? Are they going to do this? And, and, and I think that that's 100 no all, yeah. all off the table and they need to rely on the academy so people yeah. put down below what's gonna happen at chelsea who's gonna leave chelsea i'm dying to see those comments so you mentioned fast that can't be mentioned just fast because salah we're talking about top three players in the world right now no discussion definitely mo salah so would <laughs> liverpool if there's a club that's willing to sell the superstar and just reinvest it's Liverpool. They did that with Coutinho. Okay, I'm not saying I'm not saying Coutinho's the same level as Salah, but they are willing to listen to the offers. So, I mean, my question to you is, who would sign Salah? Okay? Who would sign Salah, you think? I think PSG is looking at this situation extremely closely, okay? I think okay. Man City... Man City would be the club to steal Salah because Fabricio said he wants to stay in the Premier League. That was a that was a special note he had there, and I ain't missing that one. So, where do you think? Where do you think? You, you don't think Newcastle could sweep in? Do you? I, I I would look. I'm I'm not going to discard that possibility. Just saying that, okay? Yeah. Just yeah. saying that because Newcastle they could have drawn against Chelsea, and they deserved the draw in my opinion. They weren't too bad. Okay, so it's mm, let's see, let's see. The Newcastle project is gonna go. I mean, you like you? I know you gotta have an answer here. Which one do you like the best for Salah, especially if he wants to stay in the Premier League? Because I, Mm -hmm. I don't see him going to Barcelona. I don't see him going. I I mean, there's only there's only a few clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking. It's like the Holland conversation. There's only a few clubs that can take Mo Salah in. PSG was is, is is a good shout if you're gonna try and follow up. I mean, I don't know if if the loss, right, <laughs> which we're gonna talk about in a second, the, yes. the, the loss to Real Madrid. I don't know if that is like the end of the Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, but it obviously feels it uh, is. We're, we're closer to the end than we are to the beginning of it, right? I agree. I uh, agree. So uh, yeah, Mo Salah would be a great follow up um, in terms of keeping keeping the the big star mm-hmm. kind of Galactico feel of, of PSG. Um, I, I think, um, yeah. I think this discussion is being held to a Mo Salah, maybe leaning, leaving and all this because Luis Diaz is balling too. If Luis Diaz wasn't being as good as he, as he's playing, people wouldn't be like saying that Liverpool could sell Salah. Okay. So I'm not saying him performing well invalidates the Salah renewal, but it's a talk, you know, but I got to say this. I think Liverpool should definitely lock in Salah. Okay, I have to say that. For me, it makes no sense. I think it's $106 million the deal. Five years. They won't sign a better player for that money. So, in that logic, I think they should renew Salah. But if they sell, I think PSG. Yes. I think That was the first suggestion. I think PSG. And I'm going to... Let's go lead up with the, with the PSG talk, no? Because... Sure, but all I gotta say is before we move on Sorry. from that, because it's it's a good comment. But um, 
Luis Diaz. Yes, Please. yes, yes, yes. Please. True, Luis Diaz. Please do not go into any more diving headers. Um, <laughs> like we do not need Luis Diaz getting his head taken off uh, on the field. I mean, as you can call that as brave as you want, but I was cringing so hard when he did that, and he got to it first. He got the goal. But man, all it takes, you know, he's he's not a big guy. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is just one of those types of situations. And you get the, the Chucky Lozano um, mm-hmm. situation in Mexico where he just, it happens to him all the time. The guy gets more head injuries than he knows what to do with. <laughs> so I just cringed so hard the other day. As good as that goal was, um, man, protect Luis Diaz, please. And, anyway, and, no, let's but go to I, I want to mention fast, like the bull prediction, like Luis Diaz was that he would play over Sadio Mane by the end of the season. And I think, right. I think nobody will dispute this right now. And second thing, second thing is Luis Diaz, when he's got the ball, he's a constant threat, okay? And the whole Liverpool team plays so much better. And he didn't take long to settle at Liverpool. That's how crazy it's being for me just to think about this. So I'm going to go bold and say Luis Diaz was the best Premier League signing this season, in my opinion, okay? No doubt in my mind, Luis Diaz is having those levels. And, yeah, he's got to be talked about. And, yeah, I had to say that. I had to say that. I had to ne- say Luis Diaz. Next to Newcastle's Dan Byrne. <laughs> well, um, good player. Good player. Uh, he's, he's done exactly what they, they paid him <laughs> Good the player. I like well. him. I liked him. I liked him with the with the Havertz. There was a Havertz moment today, and <laughs> you could clearly see like Dan Burn is good with what he does. I like him. I, I did not know this, and I don't mean to like bring it up, but Tell me. I did not know that he only had four or three fingers. What? Uh, I don't know how many fingers he has, but he was doing something like this today <laughs> uh, in the game that we're talking on um, on Sunday, uh, and I was like, oh it's weird that he would like hold his hand down like this or something. And then I was like, I don't think he has a finger. What? Um, I didn't if you know look that. It up, it, it's a sad story. You know, he, he lost it like climbing a fence or something. Um, hey. So anyway, I didn't mean to bring that up. Off I, topic. I had no <laughs> idea about that. Like, speaking of losing a finger, mm. um, <laughs> why don't we go over to PSG where yes. they lost all of their ambition and um, all in a 17 minute period. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, we forgot that Karim Benza was, Benzema was on the pitch and <laughs> made the magic of the Bernabeu was compounded by uh, PSG's just inability to do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and, and we got to start by saying that match itself, okay, confirms Mbappe is going a la Madrid, Galactico, he's going to the Bernabeu. Okay, Real Madrid have locked in Mbappe. It's confirmed after we yeah. just saw okay so that has to be said just for the start and two mbappe leaves psg okay to real madrid because real madrid has a winning culture and that game showed it modric is levels okay above verati okay in this in this genetic of winning verati is tremendously good but when it comes time to win the clutch gene is time to show up Benzema and Modric taught every single player on that pitch what to do. It was amazing. And I am loving that Vinicius Jr. is learning, like observing and learning with all these experiences, man. Okay, because this guy is going to be in 
insane, okay? But I uh, I, I have to mention this. Neymar, yeah. But Neymar, I have to say this. <laughs> I have to say this. Neymar, in all, in all his career at PSG, since 2017, he's only scored two goals in the knockout stages for PSG. Two goals. And he cost 222 million. Oh my day. That, that itself must say he must be in the discussion of one of the worst signings in the history of football. Ooh. It has to yeah. be. 220 million. I repeat, that's a lot. And he came with the intention of winning the Champions League. And he hasn't done it. Okay. I, it was Aru Neymar. I love Neymar. But this has to be said. It has to be said. Neymar leaving Barcelona was the worst decision he could have done. 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 Like, it's, 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 he's 30, so, yeah. I mean, hey, I, we, we, we got to bring this up. Both you and I, we mm-hmm. were right. Did we not say that Real Madrid would come back? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I was hoping on noon. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but for 45 minutes, we were, we were actually wrong. <laughs> True. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's amazing how it changed. And, and that second 45 minutes at the Bernabeu mm-hmm. just... they turned off psg turned off you know uh neymar gone uh messi goes for the most part um Mm -hmm. it it was just shocking to see it and then you have the ruthless you you just you got kareem benzema if you give him those opportunities oh gotta get it it done and donnarumma man marquinhos donnarumma making those ridiculous mistakes donnarumma Donnarumma. made several acrobatic saves a couple of them on Benzema. So, yes, I don't know if a Kaylor Navas could do that. But Kaylor Navas would not have been the guy to try and take a man on uh, moving moving your body yes. and the ball towards the goal 100%. Uh, in order to take the man on. Like, he wouldn't have been that careless. And Marquinhos on that third goal, just poking it mm-hmm. into the middle, so unlike him that it almost felt like it was the magic of the Bernabeu. Like, it was written in stone that Real Madrid was going to win this thing. Um but mm-hmm. then you have to think about how dominant it seemed Kylian Mbappe was. Like how many – he had mm-hmm. two goals called back, right? Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a hat trick of his own, I well, think. Well, yeah, Nun Yeah. But Nun Minj, like – you mentioned Mbappe, like that goal that he got invalidated. Amazing yeah. assist by Nun Minj, yeah. okay? And I got to say the first half of Nun Minj against Real Madrid – was mm-hmm. I won't say immaculate, but pretty close to it. Okay, he went bold. He went bold. Okay, just like we expected. But second half, fatigue kicked in. Okay, and the clutchness and the mentality to win of Real Madrid, like the Benzema moment that you mentioned with Donnarumma, that has to be, has to be okay exposed with the discussion that you mentioned. He has to be on the spot. He has to foul or not. That was so bad to do. The wrong decision. Okay. It happened. So, Kaylor Navish, I agree with you. That wouldn't happen with Kaylor Navish. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing, because he talked about the culture, right, mm-hmm. of PSG. Yes. He talked about hey, Neymar yep. going there only to win the Champions League. Hell, Messi, I know there was a lot of, like, kind of forced, only one party kind mm-hmm. of unilateral decisions when it came to where Messi could go. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you would think that a culture would come out of that, and it really it feels more like a superstar atmosphere. Completely. Just people behind them. Like, Akraf Hakimi? He really had nothing to do with that game, like, at all, right? So yeah. w- when it comes to this, when it comes to this, right, to see all of those mistakes 
mm-hmm. play out. Um, it, it took a guy that knows that that literally is um, the embodiment of mm-hmm. a culture, Real Madrid, mm-hmm. right? Real Madrid culture was like literally on display. It was Completely. it was the next man up type of atmosphere. It was let, let's do it for these people in the stadium and not for the whatever paycheck or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Probably being way too harsh on PSG, mm. but they just literally they bottled it. They completely... absolutely bottled it. And then you ready for this? After the game, who did they blame? Donaru. Ah, uh, the ref. <laughs> the ref. The ref. That's who they blamed. That's oh. the game that they want to play. They want to play that game. And I get it. There was potentially a dust-up between Neymar and Donnarumma. Something that happened. Yeah. They, nobody has confirmed that, and they have both denied it. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Who cares? That's True. probably good. Because there should be a dust-up after the game like that. Totally. And not a dust-up that says the common enemy is the the the, uh, the refereeing crew. No, Completely. it wasn't. It was not. It was them. It was them alone. It was the ownership. It was Pochettino. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, it was so listless and classless from what, uh, I don't know if you heard what Al-Khalifi, Khalafi. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? yes. He's out. Just to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's out. Him and Leonardo are out of PSG. No doubt. Leonardo is out, out, out for sure. And Neymar too, Breton. I think Neymar, he's out of PSG. I think it's done and dust. For Neymar, he wants to stay there because he's comfortable. But for PSG, they've realized they won't win the Champions League with Neymar. So he's out. I think Neymar's going to leave PSG. And I'm dying to see who's going to get him. Because that salary... Okay, it's yeah. not easy to pay. And I think your suggestion of uh, Christoph Galtier might yeah. happen. It's him or Zidane, okay? Because yeah. this is how I see things. Right now, ah, and I have to mention this too. Messi has to be talked, okay? Because Messi, because Miru didn't play for Real Madrid. And Messi was overshadowed by Modric. By Modric, okay? And Modric is older. And imagine if that happened to Ronaldo. I'm going to go back to it. So it has to be told that Messi came to PSG to win the Champions League. And it didn't happen. And they were winning 1-0 at halftime. So they needed Messi. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. So going back to the, the culture, I think they've realized they won't win without Mbappé. So Mbappé is going to Real. And uh, Nasser is going. Leonardo is going, Neymar is going. And now, who's going to come? So I think Poch, okay, is going to be on the spot. And yeah, who do you think is going to get it? You think it's going to be Zidane, Christophe Galtier, or yeah, another suggestion? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Christophe Galtier, that, that makes the most sense if you're trying to build an actual culture. It's, it's, not, it, it's not the same as just bringing in stars um, and getting it done because there's just too many other teams like any year it feels like Byron can win it. You know, any year, mm-hmm. any one of these clubs, they have this winning culture that PSG is in yearning for, <laughs> um, and, and it's not there. And I think Gaultier might be the better choice, um, but I haven't seen him actually, you know, even in the running. So Zidane fits that <laughs> identity more that yes. they're going for, which I think is skewed. It's skewed way too much to throw money at the wall and hope something happens. Um, you know, Zidane didn't come up at PSG. 
So I don't know why he would actually give a crap except for a paycheck. Champions League. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Champions League, but he's won that. He's won, hell, he's, he's won that more than he won, like, La Liga. Exactly. Right? So um, if someone's going to get so that done for PSG, it might have to be Zidane. It might have to be Zidane. He's, he's, he's French. So he's French. He's so I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So let's see what's going to happen. French Algerian, right? True. French Algerian. True. And, and, and we aren't, haven't even talked about the good side of things. And how about the other French Algerian? Mm. Kareem Benzema, right? <laughs> um, this man is now fourth on the list for goals scored in the Champions League. Yes. He was absolutely ruthless. Um, there's only two players ever in the Champions League to score a hat trick to come back down from a two-zip deficit. This Chris. is in the knockout rounds. Chris. That is one of them. One of them is Kareem Benzema. I'm sure you know who the other one Chris. is. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Yep, 2016. Uh, he has 79 UEFA Champions League goals. Okay? And I'm pretty sure, you're going to have to double-check me, but I'm pretty sure he has no penalties taken. No penalties. I agree. No that penalties. Fuck. Yes. Um, so, like, we talked about the bad and, and how there's definitely, there should be turnover at PSG. And frankly, mm-hmm. why even wait for Pochettino to collect the League One trophy? Like, get him out of there. <laughs> I agree down. with you. I agree with you. <laughs> you know, um, but, but Kareem Benzema was an absolute, it took him 17 minutes to have his massive impact. He was having an impact previously. He mm-hmm. forced Donnarumma into uh, a ridiculous save. And, and frankly, I don't know if Taylor Navis could have made that save that Donnarumma made. But then Donnarumma gifted them a goal. Anyway, mm-hmm. the other person we have to talk about is who? Luka Modric. Yeah. Right. We always talk about Cristiano Ronaldo putting, <laughs> keeping father time at bay. Like he's 36, 37, and he looks like he's 26. He's chiseled in stone. Okay, Luka Modric does not look like he's chiseled in stone. But man, he has found a way after his 30s to become like more relevant than he was in his 20s. Like this guy has led Croatia to a World Cup final, okay? And he has figured out a way to be relevant in one of the best teams in the world uh, every year for like the past how many years, you know? And it's so amazing uh, what he did. He's, he's disciplined. He's always ready to share the limelight with his team. He's like the perfect team player. He really is. Completely. Um, Completely. And we'll talk about Modric more, I'm sure, at a later date. Um, but, <laughs> but, I mean, if if he wins, if they all win, uh, well, what was I going to say there? I mean, him, you were talking about uh, Vinicius in there with them um, and, and learning from Modric, learning from Benzema, right? Mm-hmm. Learning from all these guys. They've got their future midfield, I think, right there. They, they're maybe one piece away, but Valverde? was great and Kamavinga was was pretty damn good when he came in in the second half right completely um so i i really enjoyed i mean that was a flip of what they did at the parc de france mm-hmm. uh where carlo ancelotti just was not playing good football um he came back and i think he got this one right he really got this one right and it was it was the substitutions awesome. i agree i agree i was gonna gonna end it up by highlighting the man that don ancelotti okay that i think yeah. he's gonna get la liga done and imagine if real win the champions league okay benzema okay has to be awarded <laughs> something okay i just saying just saying that if that happens uh, uh but yes ancelotti for me it's crazy how good he's becoming like for me, Ancelotti's a better manager right now than he was at Bayern Munich. I really think he learned at his time when he went to Everton and those lower leagues because 
I remember Ancelotti benching nonstop Gnat and Kimmich. Now he's willing mm-hmm. to give a chance to Kamavinga in certain matches against Real Sociedad. And Vinicius Jr. has improved yeah. an awful lot. So the youth, yeah. okay, Ancelotti, this was something that I, was crit- I would be critical about him, but I'm not anymore. So Ancelotti is definitely in my list of top five best managers in the history of football, okay? And, Even and Carlo, yeah, and Carlo, I got to say it, if, and I know this isn't the Champions League, mm-hmm. but if he wins La Liga, yes. and it, it is increasingly looking like he li- likely will win La Liga, uh, he will be the only manager ever to win in each of the top five leagues. Exactly. He won with AC Milan, he won with Chelsea, he won with PSG, a lot of people forget he was there, he won with Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. and... He could win, probably will win with Real Madrid. So yeah, Don Carlo. Don um, Carlo, Don Carlo, and yeah, it's it's it had to be mentioned. So people, tell us down below if you put Carlo Ancelotti in the top five, and the biggest reason you think uh, Real Madrid gone through with uh, with PSG. Just go bold about that game because it's a lovely topic. And I have to lead up Ballon d'Or. You saw the changes, right, in the Ballon d'Or. Like, it's not a calendar year anymore. Now it's like a season. And quite strange that this all happens straight after the PSG loss. Okay? France football not being suspicious at all. Just saying. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. Now, who's going to win the award? Not based on individual performances now. Uh, no, based more on individual performances than before. That's actually yeah. that one, the changes. Like, yeah. what was the Ballon d'Or beforehand? Was it based on, like, competition only? Oh, Jesus. It, it, it's confusing because, let's let's be honest, if it was just on <sighs> the form, and I think they also say, take into consideration individual, collective <laughs> team performance, the class yes. of a player. Whatever, whatever that means, <laughs> uh, and and fair play. So you know, I guess no two-footed tackles <laughs> or Eric Eric Cantona flying kicks into the uh, whatever. Um, and there's no influence of past years. Um, so if that does that mean should we just rename it the Leo Messi rule? Like what do we what do we, just, what are we calling it? Um, I know Leo Messi would not necessarily qualify for the upcoming Ballon d'Or, but obviously, um, in many many years past. Oh, he loved the changes. He would have loved these changes. <laughs> but, but he loves the changes this season, you wouldn't reckon? Like, it, it wasn't it quite strange? Like, no? He wouldn't? I, I, I think I he know. loves the changes, not based on a season and based now on a... No, based on a season and not a calendar year. I'll be I honest. I feel, like, I feel like Lewandowski would have had a better, um, better chance um, this past season where everybody thought he got robbed mm-hmm. for the most part. Oh. Um, Cool. You know, so I feel like it would have been maybe Robert Lewandowski winning the last two. I feel like Messi would have won maybe like eight out of the ten before that. Um, hey. Ronaldo maybe would have only had three. Hey, you complete. Hey! Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Get that, I, I, get I, I didn't do a lot of on it, but just the statistics. Cap. Hey, you can do cap. Shoot, that's, that's, I have to, that, that for me is cap. cap. That's, that, I probably that, deserve the cap. That, well, three. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and Mo- Bodrich wouldn't have a Ballon d'Or, so that, that that has to be said too. So all these changes happening, and yeah, it definitely will benefit someone. It definitely will yeah. benefit someone. So yeah. where do you want to lead up to? <laughs> well, 
you know, there were a couple other things um, mm -hmm. before we do the Wonder Kids, just a couple other things that happened midweek uh, mm -hmm. that I thought were really interesting. And in fact, we could even lump this into the, the Wonder Kids. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really interesting that Barcelona Galatasaray yes. game that we all thought was going to be, you know, Barca knocking them down at Camp Nou, just getting it done, mm -hmm. um, ended up being a deadlock, right? Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, is I, I was looking at the roster and I'm like, Anaki Pena. <laughs> First off, it's always Fernando Muslera in goal for Galatasaray. Like, always Fernando Muslera, who is the Uruguayan, um, basically always the goalkeeper yeah. for Uruguay. And uh, he's been injured. He's been dealing with a lot of issues. Uh, and Anaki Pena, who I thought was still under contract with Barcelona, <laughs> well, he is. He's actually on loan at Galatasaray. And there he is in goal at the camp now. Um, and, and he put in one hell of a performance. He's 23 years old. Uh, I think he had four or five saves, um, handled things pretty well, and, and they were getting peppered uh, for some point. But uh, Anaki Pena, uh, who, who knew that it would be a Barcelona uh, product that essentially uh, kept Galatasaray in this? Because it's going to be no easy task for them to go to Turkey mm -hmm. um, and get things done with the support that they have. You know, like that 12th man in Turkey is a real thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was really interesting um, to me. And uh, the only other one I wanted to bring up was that Rangers game. Mm. I mean, are, are we looking at a Glasgow Rangers team that could potentially win the Europa League? Nah. Hey. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. I'm just saying but. They, 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 they seemingly steamrolled. If you didn't watch the game, they seemingly steamrolled Red Star Belgrade, right? Three zip. But then mm -hmm. you, you watch the game and, yes, okay, they, they had three disallowed goals. Red Star Belgrade did three disallowed goals, but Rangers were compact. They were good. Uh, Tavernier was awesome. Alan McGregor in goal was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm just saying if 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 the Rangers, <laughs> this is the best chance they've had since their bad years, mm -hmm. right? Of them, you know, since their previous, I, I should say, good years. Mm -hmm. um, the that that they could potentially win something and a, and a three nothing lead before you head to Serbia. It's quite bizarre, right? Stevie G leaves and they're yeah. doing such a good interna uh, international campaign. Like it's Von Bronckhorst, man. Von Bronckhorst. Yeah. Like what? It's and and I I wanted to end up general news in my opinion with a discussion like Rashford. Where do yeah. you think Rashford's gonna go? Like just like I mentioned, Mo Salah maybe to PSG. I think yeah. like Rashford, not Everton. I see. I saw some people suggesting Rashford with Everton. No chance that's gonna happen because of the ego. He will never yeah. go down so low. So yeah. I put, I'm going to put PSG as my top suggestion. And the second club, I think this club would be the perfect fit for Marcus Rashford. And that is Bayern Munich, okay? If he goes to Bayern Munich, I think his career is back. Arjen Robben vibes with Chelsea now at Bayern Munich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, comeback of his career. I really believe something would happen, something amazing. So yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. I, I I think it's pretty odds on that he would leave. Mm -hmm. Though the Premier League, like he wouldn't stay, you know, because otherwise you'd look at the Newcastles of the world. But mm -hmm. but I I I do believe. Yeah, I don't see. I don't even think he's that he's good enough for the PSG, um, of it. And and Bayern, mm. he'd be more of a squad player, I think, than we think. I don't think he's gonna go there and and Leroy Sané it, um, who's been absolutely phenomenal since he's joined there. And Kingsley Coman just. He signed on for what? So 2026? He did. 2026. He did. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think it's more likely than ever before that, yeah, Rashford's probably going to leave. Exactly. Um, but but Serie I, don't, yeah? I, don't know I can't see a, a Rashford going to Serie A, like, personally. Ramsey went. Tamori <laughs> talk him into it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Simolan Rafael Young with Rashford next to him. See this? Sheesh. I, I, I like it actually. Um, I, I believe it's an upgrade from what they got. Um, not necessarily from Rafael Leal, but they got um, history. Aston you know, has history. Yeah. yeah, they got history like United, and yeah. they kind of they they they're going successfully with the rebuild. They're in the successful part of the rebuild. So I like that suggestion. I like that suggestion. So give us your suggestions in the comment section. Who's gonna sign Marcus Rashford? Do you reckon? And go bold about it. So, Wonder Kids news, yeah? Yeah, well, you know, before we get to that, I do have mm -hmm. to bring up Christian Eriksen. Great, great hey. seeing that assist to Ivan Tony. That just duo. Awesome. It was a big win for Brentford because they needed it. They they were starting to get Everton vibes. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing was going right, and uh, they needed that win. And it was Christian Eriksen delivering the ball. We know Christian Eriksen can deliver so I just had to say that before we moved on. Um, but yeah, from a Wonder Kid perspective, hmm. there's, a, there, there's, there's quite a bit to talk about. Let's okay? let's start with the news. So with the big news of transfers. You said Barcelona nil-nil. I think Barcelona's going to get it done with Galatasaray. Yeah, just, uh, just going to say that to finish it off. Uh, but Holland, Holland, it has to be said. I'm seeing already the news of people saying that Man City got the deal done and 100 million and it's going to happen. Look. We remember that time that Foden was doing this, talking to Haaland after that, after that knockout stage game. It might make sense now, okay? And City do need the striker. So, in my opinion, they're definitely favorites to sign Haaland. Let's see. Let's see. I, Let's I, th see. I, think, I think you might be right. I, like, I want Barca, though. You know I want Barca. I'm being surprised, but like, there's really only a couple places he can go. Yeah. And, um, and we're we're um, it's I just want him comfortable wherever he goes. And frankly, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, I said we were back from the hack. Well, Erling Holland, yes, is back from the hack. Um, you said he took the field today, right? For, yes, he uh, did. John Yalmalen, yep, he took the field. And Giorena, big boy Giorena too. He there took, <laughs> he yeah, took the field too. I agree. But just ending with a prediction here on the Holland. I think yeah. if Holland doesn't go to Barca. I think Messi goes instead of him. I think one of these two this summer are going to go to Barca. Or Holland, or Messi. I don't know which one, but that's my bold prediction, okay? I really All believe right. one of the two, they're going to go. You don't believe it, right? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe. I, I think Messi's ship has sailed at... at um, I think he'd, rather, he'd probably retire before he returned to Barcelona. Big cap! Big cap. I, I am I am I, with Xavi, with Daniels, with everyone back there. I am sure Messi is eager to go back to Barca. I am so capping that person. Hey, I mean, I mean, if he uh, devalues himself and he plays a couple terrible seasons for PSG, I mean, maybe they can get him on the cheap. But Two seasons. I don't, I don't know if he, if he plays for free or something. Um, we're forgetting. I mean, they still have issues regardless of the injections they've had recently. Um, and they're going to pile a lot more salary um, on mm -hmm. in the coming days, unless, of course, some shoes drop, right? You know, mm -hmm. is it, will Usmane Dembele stay? No. I don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's probably 
prudent from a financial perspective for them to let him go. The issue is, is to who? Adama right. won't stay too. And Adama's playing really well. They're going to get 40 million for Coutinho. They're going to get 40 million for Griezmann. Uh, Langley, I can't see him staying. Umtiti, maybe they'll finally let him go. Luke De Jong, Depay. So clearing all these salaries, they might get the chance. To, I really believe in them. I, let's see. Let's see. I might be. I might be waffling. Let's see. Let's see. So all, all I know <laughs> is I'm getting tapped a lot. So <laughs> let's but, see. Uh, let's see what happens. Yeah. So. Well, I, I got to bring up this one. And, um, mm -hmm. Jamal Musiala. Okay. He's now the youngest player ever to reach. Uh, this is all for Bayern Munich, but he is the youngest player ever to reach 50 Bundesliga games. Um, just in their history, in Bayern Munich's history. Jeez. That's a big deal. At 19. Um, also an impressive feat considering he wasn't a, you know, original academy mm -hmm. starlet. True. Um, but now for Bayern at 19, Musiala is now the youngest Bundesliga goal scorer ever. He's the youngest to score a Bundesliga brace. He's the youngest to score in the Champions League. And now the youngest to 50 Bundesliga appearances. So, um, you know, I, I, I think... Yeah, he is. He really is. He's, he's a great player. I don't think he's been featured as much as we would like him to be featured, maybe in the role that we would like him to be featured in Agreed. Uh, this year. Uh, but but I think, obviously, this is possibly the easiest thing to say. His best years are ahead of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to take on some big responsibility, I think, moving forward mm -hmm. at Byron. Um, I, as I, turnover has to happen. Agreed. Bayern. Agreed. And he, he arrived at Bayern Munich. You said it's the preferred position, but he arrived at, as a winger from Chelsea. And now we see him not comfortably, but playing well in, in midfield. So yeah. I find it so interesting. And Nagelsmann, I think Nagelsmann is, is, is working his way with Musiala. And it's going to be really good in the future. I love that mention. So keeping in the Bundesliga, I'm going to go to mm -hmm. a sad story now. Like Florian Wirtz, a huge player that we mentioned here, an awful lot. We won't be seeing him anymore this season, okay? Florian Wirtz got an ACL on his left knee, okay? And he'll be several months out. So that's what I can confirm. Wirtz is out. And for Leverkusen, done. The team is done. Wirtz has 24 goal involvements, okay, for Bayern Leverkusen this season at the age of 18. So... Let's let's just pray that everything goes right with Wirtz and he comes back stronger, man. Because yeah. what a wonder kid, man! What and, and a the, wonder the kid. The hardest thing about this is he was in line, mm -hmm. right, to be heading to Qatar, um, yeah. to the World Cup. Um, he definitely, in my would've. opinion, would have would have been on the plane there, and uh, that's definitely in doubt. Now, the good thing it's is he's young, and he should bounce back. But you know, you tear it this early at eighteen, it's <sighs> never a guarantee that you're the exact same or a stronger exactly. version of yourself uh when you return and sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it and uh that one that one sucks yeah that, that one <laughs> is terrible pretty uh, bad man and for diamond shark you mentioned world cup year like that that virts was for sure gonna be in that team that 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 is fucked and i have to say this i have here on my notes i had to say this just like you said flooding virts would be uh for germany i have to say for then Sanch. You got to select Vitinha, okay? Vitinha, I think he's proven more than enough that he should yeah. be in the Portuguese national team. So I want to see it happen, and let's start investing in the future, okay? Portugal, bora lá, bora lá. So Vitinha would be an excellent start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, did they have a game yesterday? Yes. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Vitinha, Vitinha, Fabio Vieira, like Rafael Leal, he's been called up, okay. Pedro Neto's coming back from ACL, so, but Vitinha for me has to be called up. Fabio Vieira can be bold mentioned, but Vitinha, ahead of Pot, ahead of Pot, ahead of Pedro Gonçalves, Vitinha, in my opinion, in my wow. opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pot has been, he's been, he's been good this season, but he obviously, this, eh. is, this isn't last year's Pedro Gonzalez. Exactly, right? exactly. Um, lacking goals, lacking goals when it's needed. So, right. and I have well, to I've, say, oh, sorry. sorry. A, oh, well, I've got a straight wonder kid for you, mm -hmm. and it, it'll be, a, it'll be a quick one because it literally just happened under our noses. We were just getting ready, we were just preparing for this, um, but we got to bring him up because he's going to be the youngest in this whole list. Um, Arda Guler, sixteen years old. Plays for Fenerbahce. Um, this kid has played 250 minutes. That's it. 250 minutes across the board uh, for Fenerbahce. Mm -hmm. And he has one goal, four assists. Okay? So he comes on in the 76th minute. It's 2-2. Two to two. All right? I forget who they're playing. Mm -hmm. But he comes on for, you know, somebody named Mesut Ozil. Okay? Comes on. It's 2-2. Two to two. Uh, He scores like four minutes later. Arda Guler, 16 years old. Okay? Then he adds an assist. They end up winning in those 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. They wind up winning five to two. He scores three goals while Arda Guler is on the pitch. Okay. This kid is 16 years old. All right. And I know I've talked about him in other ones, but he just keeps piling it on, piling it on. Um, and, and he's going to get to a point where you almost have to start him um, because he gets something done every time he plays. Uh, so yeah, five goal involvements in 250 minutes. Um, while we might lose Florian Wirtz mm -hmm. to uh, an ACL, yeah. Uh, I think we might be getting a Turkish Florian Beards um, that's brewing uh, over in the Super League. So I somebody like you show. definitely want to watch. I like that yeah. show, and I've seen I've seen the techers on him. He's got an elite touch. Okay, out of the gular. Okay, mm -hmm. I see the touch and the movements. Oh yeah, substituting big boy Ozo. <laughs> love it, love it. And I I just wanted to give a a, a quick shout because I saw on the side Man City. Nil nil, boring game against Sporting. I want to give a shout to Ruben Amorim, okay, elite coach that showed his worth in my in my opinion in the Champions League when it was needed. He went through, okay, Sporting went through, and yeah, Marcus Edwards, okay, he seemed like he was really comfortable in that match in the Etihad. So I, I m we might be talking about Marcus Edwards more and more, okay, in this pod, okay. I I I, I, I had to say it. I had yeah, to say. I would, I would love to. I, I I remember. Yeah, he had uh, one hell of a season. Who is it for? Victoria. Oh yeah, Victoria and yeah. yeah. Oh yes, yes, um, at Victoria. That, that led to the move, right? That led to the sporting move. But yes. um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good shout. Um, you, I think we're gonna talk about this, so I don't want to steal your thunder. But mm, I don't. Earlier, earlier in the week, I wanted to have a conversation here about how Ryan Gravenberg was not having. Okay the greatest season okay and, mm -hmm. and i still don't think he's had a great season up to what we all know he's likely capable of or has potential to be yes um but then he goes in and he has has that ridiculous ear to visie game um against camber who is not a relegation team they're actually a team that is potentially in line for a european spot in the ear division improved he, yeah he has two assists and then a ridiculous like match winning golasso um that it just hopefully what it does is it just pushes him along. I um, agree. I agree. You know, like, yeah, like development's never straight up, mm -hmm. right? It, it's going to go up and down, up and down. And, and he has still been within that 11 
uh, Ajax is very strong 11 mm-hmm. uh, the majority of the year, um, even amidst his downs. So it was nice to see him have one hell of a, a game. But I think, I think even before this, it might also be because he's got his mind on where he's going. To ah, yes, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. I think Birch next summer, he's leaving Ajax. Yes. But that match winner. What a golazo by Gravenberch, okay? Like, if you, if the people haven't watched it, go see it, okay? Outside the box, 92nd minute, when a goal is needed, a 19-year-old midfielder in Gravenberch appeared and showed up, okay? And leading up to a game against uh, Benfica, Ajax needs to be, okay? It, it, it's a knockout stage game, and it's very important for the club. So, Gravenberch being in top form, that is what they need. But, you said, where is he going to go next? Okay, I think a great shout to start. It's a midfield next to Camavinga, Gravenberch. Because I don't know if Valverde is going to stay at Real. And I really like the combo of Camavinga with Gravenberch. I think it fits very well. What do you think? I I actually really like that shout because uh, Casemiro, um, Casemiro, Modric, and... uh and uh, Cruz, Gross, yeah, uh, they're not they're not getting any younger. <laughs> um, and, and to go there for Gravenberg to be under Ancelotti, if he stays there, I would imagine he will. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him to go there as a 19 year old with the, the skill set he's got, with the physicality he's got, I, I just think he'd get all the confidence in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I don't know if he'd get all the playing time he wants, but yeah, if Valverde goes, because I think he's at the point in his career where he needs to be somewhere he's playing all the time. Yes. Um, the issue is, is you know, Luka Modric seems like he could play till he's forty-five. Just kidding, but uh, <laughs> both. <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah, Camavinga, Gravenberg, and um, uh, maybe even one more. I think United too. No, United with the yeah. exodus of of Pogba, United would be the type of team that would get Gravenberg, and with Ralph Ragnick, I'm sure he knows about him, and Ajax talent Donny next to Gravenberg, uh, and maybe another shout too. Gravenberch at Newcastle. <laughs> Never know. Never know. If they're investing highly in the future, Botman was willing to accept Newcastle. A lot of reports yeah. were saying that. So if they get yeah. Botman, Gravenberch, we might see like a type B David Silva with Man City, Aguero, these types of players that are going to start a new culture. But this is me just. Just well, rumoring. <laughs> so the other place that I could I could see, you know, Goretzka with his um, mm. with his injury issues. You've got um, Tolisso. I think they're letting go. Um, yes. You've got uh, Musiala essentially playing out of position. Um, Byron. I, I like Byron as well. Um, I, I like Byron. I mean, he's just he's a he's he's literally just so early on in his career and he's <laughs> taken on so much right now that it, it was inevitable to essentially see a. a relatively sustained drop in form while still being very good and um, and i was thinking yeah. Wirtz was going to Bayern, so like instead yeah. of Wirtz gravenberch he'll be cheaper it's a different yeah. type of player it's more of a box-to-box type player but he can he can come back and play with it so i, yeah. I like that shell i like that Bayern has a lot of moves that they can get done and yeah. they for sure have been they've been seeing the market so i gotta talk he's not a wonder kid but he's a youngster so my boy, my boy, Jean Felix, butter butter, five goals in his last five matches, four of them scored in the first ten minutes. So we know that Felix likes to go bold right at the start of the game. Uh, but yeah, what a what a player right now, and it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, close to a transfer window, but 
We don't. <laughs> so I, I, I reckon he's going to leave. I reckon he's going to leave, Felix. We've said it in the past. So yeah. seeing what's happening what? now, it makes sense. Five goals in his last five games. He's got six goals in 10 La Liga starts this year. Um, and I, I just, he's unbenchable at this moment. You can't take him off the field because he's... Exactly. Uh, he's he's but you got to watch out because Atleti, they, they have rattled, they've rattled off four, I think four, four straight league wins after that ridiculous loss, bizarre loss to Levante. Um, and the wins so, are coming with him, right? I, I like yeah. I, they. We, when we were not talking about Felix, Atletico was losing. Now yeah. Felix is scoring. Everything's yeah. changing at Atletico. So scores on the bench. What? What? Um, like what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What like Simeone. Whoa, whoa. You know. So the injury that he said, like it might be true, Felix. He really had an injury and he was playing injured. <laughs> so yeah, I think oh, that's fight this. it. Oh my days! A Simeone uh, in the mud with that. Oh. Well, you probably have to give a little um, extra love then to Marcus Rashford because I feel like he's been playing injured for the last. Few years. But anyway, <laughs> we'll move on um, from all this. Do you have any other wonder kids? Oh, I I want to mention fast to Elanga because I saw I saw the Elanga like the work the working ability of Elanga. I asked to praise it again. I saw some yeah. news saying Elanga would would st stay in the gym before and after hours and that and like that got me thinking who did that to which christian ronald so elanga we said it here we I, we we think elanga loves ronaldo and he's the youngster that's nurturing the most with ronaldo so i gotta mention yeah. fast elanga you better he's got to be a sponge <laughs> soak it all up soak up everything you can um but yeah I, i've got two that are not necessarily wonder kids but mm -hmm. um they're, they're primed for a, a, another move at some mm -hmm. point in the future because you've got Cody Gakpo at PSV, PSV Eindhoven. I think he's 22, so he's definitely not a wonder kid. Mm -hmm. um, but just the, these these stats. He's missed 10 games this okay. season, so keep this in mind. He's got 16 goals, 15 assists in 31 games, and that mm -hmm. counts. I think they're in the – are they in the Europa League or Conference League? I think they're in the Conference League. Mm -hmm. um, but Gakpo has been steadily PSV Eindhoven's um, most dangerous player – uh, pretty much all season. And then if you stay in the Eredivisie, okay, you have a 22-year-old uh, Colombian winger. Fortunately, he plays the same position as Luis Diaz, left wing. Um, but mm -hmm. Luis, Luis Sinistera, I think is how you say his name, um, has been ridiculously on fire um, for Feyenoord. Um, and I think he's up very similarly. He's up to like 17 goals, 11 assists. And he's coming up to a well colombia is coming up to a massive crossroads with world cup qualifying mm -hmm. they have to win their last two games and then they have to hope that a couple like peru uh in front of them loses something but sinistera i was looking at it expecting to go in as a 22 year old 17 goals 11 assists this year i was expecting to see sinistera having at least a couple goals under his belt for colombia at least more than three caps well guess how many three caps that's it what? that's all he's got that's it Three? Never been given a chance, really. So I know he was injured a lot last year, uh, but man, you got to get this. You have nothing to lose. You have to get Sinistera in. You have to call him up um, with these World Cup qualifiers coming up in 10 days' time. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, Colombia is missing the World Cup. So tell us, people, anything that we forgot to mention in the Wonder Kids news, please put down below, okay? And yeah. 
we got to go bold with this topic, right? Because we said we're going to go with a top five. And this is a huge top five, in my opinion. And it's the top five since last decade. And I was saying numbers like 2012 to you, 2012. Because yeah. I had some players that I really wanted to put in a top five of 2010 mm -hmm. instead. So top five midfielders. Let's start it up. So who's your five, Breton? Oh, my goodness. I have to start? Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> it's really not that original. Mm -hmm. It's not original at all. Okay? All I know is that there there are two teams that literally shaped my football fandom, um, and I wasn't even fans of necessarily either of them growing up, mm -hmm. and they just so happen um, to this day uh, had some of the most rock-solid, and some of them still do, uh, rock-solid midfields on the planet. Um, so I am going to get probably destroyed in the comment section because I leave out a lot of really good players at clubs that might not have had the same yep. success. So uh, without, without further ado, at five, Chavi. Okay. Chavi okay? to me is Tiki Taka. When I think of Tiki Taka, I don't necessarily think of Messi. I think of Chavi. I don't know why. I just, he just, the, the little passes, just, it was him. It was him. Okay. Four for me is Tony Cruz. Bruce, Bruce, yeah. Cruz, Bruce. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you want to you want to just say all of them, like like. Okay. Uh, I'll say all of them. Okay. So, yeah. sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. So let me start from the top. Five for me is Chavi. So Four, Cruz. Three, is Sergio Busquets. Two, is Luka Modric. One, Andres Iniesta, for me. Okay. 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 Top five. Uh, you can rip me apart. I got reasons. But, you okay. know, it's, it's very boring. Barcelona, Real Madrid. Could you, it's okay, okay. So I, I'm going to say my top five. Okay, so my top five has, at the five, Toni Kroos. Okay, for me, pinpoint passes come with him. 350 games for Real Madrid. Legend, mm -hmm. legend status all around. Underrated midfielder. Number four, Thomas Muller. Okay, for me, one of the most underrated players in the history of football. And he passed Thierry in uh, the goal score uh, in the champ in Champions League goals Thomas Muller okay so 52 goals in the Champions League and if I not if I'm not wrong he did surpass Ozil too in assists in the Champions League so I have to put Muller here in my four number three Xavi I agree with you Xavi was immaculate Xavi was one of the best passers I for sure saw in my lifetime and yeah I'm gonna put the two Iniesta okay for me, Xavi wouldn't have been the same without Iniesta, and Iniesta wouldn't have been the same without Xavi. So I think this duo complements each other extremely well, okay? Iniesta, mm -hmm. I think what I love, why I put Iniesta number two ahead of Xavi, because mm -hmm. Iniesta, I think he just would slow the game, okay? And he would pick the right pass all the time. And, man, Iniesta was unbelievable. Uh, and my number one, as a lot of people must be <laughs> must be calculating, it's Luka Modric, okay? I put Luka Modric as my number one midfielder in the last decade. Look, I'm going to say this. People hate on me when I mention a Ballon d'Or, but he's got a Ballon d'Or, okay? He has a Ballon d'Or. And what we just saw against PSG, I would never mm -hmm. see Iniesta or Xavi do, okay? We saw Modric going to a level that was pretty, pretty elite at 36. So... I'm going to put Modric because, yeah, he's he played against PSG at Messi at high level, Neymar at high level. Uh, this game, for me, put Modric in the number one spot. 
So yeah. Yeah, That's... I I was I was very close to doing that as well and putting Modric there. Uh, I thought it was more so recency bias, but the more mm -hmm. I look at what he's done in his career, um, you know, Croatia isn't necessarily known exactly. as having the the depth of talent, obviously that like a France or a Germany or a Spain, um, and he he brought them to he the brought them in, in scintillating fashion, right? He brought them to a World Cup final. Okay, um, on top of that. This guy's been 10-time Croatian Player of the Year. He's still, still relevant at Real Madrid when Real oh. Madrid has a policy after the age of 30 where they only sign you to, like, one-year contracts because they, they have, you know, I guess, sports science. They have the you know, right understanding that some most people do not get better with age. Exactly. Okay? Now, we have a lot of people that are challenging that. Ronaldo, Modric, <laughs> Benzema. Uh, you got a lot. Busquets is still in the mix, Close. right? Um, but, but yeah, Modric, man, I, I don't know. I mean, Xavi and Iniesta at 36 were already off to different leagues, right? Mm -hmm. They were already out elsewhere. Uh, Modric has stuck behind and literally gotten better and, and more influential. Um, and to be honest, I'm talking, I'm literally talking myself into putting him at number one. <laughs> if Luka Modric was French or German, exactly. I, I don't even think, I don't even think that the whole world Excellent would even point. have an issue. You Excellent know? point. Yeah, I think Luka Modric would be number one on everybody's list. But for me, I, I think just watching Iniesta. Um, Excellent. For me, watching, watching Iniesta and what he did in terms mm -hmm. of nonchalance, in terms of just knowing the right thing to do, being able to turn on the Jets. He had that sweet move where he'd bring you in, he'd, he'd, he'd deke one way and he'd suck you in, and then he'd use, I, I don't know, like low center of gravity. Mm -hmm. Just such like cool. Very good. Body he was so body. cool with what he did. Mm -hmm. Um that and and the fact that he looked 50 you know because of his hairdo uh, <laughs> bold his receding hairline right when he was 25 he looked like he was 50 um i just you know nine la liga titles four champions league two euro titles one world's cup you're right though next to chavi iniesta without chavi chavi without iniesta be very different players but mm -hmm. uh the good thing is is i never really had to see that so it's true it's true uh, and 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 even like they always say that barca like modric when he arrived at Real Madrid, people were saying he was the worst signing in the of the in the history of Real Madrid. Real Madrid. So just the yeah. fact that he went from the biggest flop ever to one of the greatest midfielders ever, wearing that number ten, man, Modric yeah. elite levels. And I was saying, if it was 2010, I would have put Wesley Schneider. Okay, robbed the Ballon d'Or in my opinion. Schneider at Inter with Mourinho was one of the best midfielders I've seen in my lifetime, okay? Pirlo, you said if someone ages like fine wine, it's this guy, okay? Pirlo yeah. was out here. Like, we were saying, how is this possible next to Pogba? Balling and Vidal Pogba, Pirlo midfield. Like, that was oh. one of the best midfields this decade, and Pirlo was aging like fine wine. And disguise. <laughs> disguise. Passing. Uh, just amazing. Unbelievable. And two, I, I I have to mention here David Silva and Yaya Torre. Busquets, uh, Fabregas. Fabregas is a quick mention too. Fabregas, mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of promise. Okay. Stayed at Arsenal then. He could have the potential of Fabregas was a lot more too. So I think I think maybe he suffered with Xavi and Iniesta being above him in the national team. So yeah, but David Silva has to be. I, yeah, I love the Silva shout because, you know, he, with his physical tools, and, oh. and look, looking at him, you're like, this is not the guy. Exactly. Like, this is not the guy to run a midfield, and he was a wizard. 
and he went to City. Like a Spaniard going to City. Like that was such a bold move to leave Valencia. Like he was one of the biggest talents in Spain. And he said, no. Like Ishku, like he did a bold move too going to Real. So like it's all about decisions. And David Silva made the right decision. No De Bruyne for you in your five? No, uh, no De Bruyne in my five, man. I put Kroos, Muller, Xavi, Iniesta, and Modric. I, I can't put De Bruyne ahead of any. I don't put De Bruyne ahead of Kroos. I don't. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that was my that was my it was De Bruyne, Kante, Busquets. Like I was yeah. like even Busquets. Do I put Kroos ahead of Busquets? That was like my. I but yeah. yes, George. That's for me. He was always just the he's just the metronome. Like you, mm. if you watch him, if you see? watch him, you essentially are watching like just tactical you genius. You see the game. If you watch Busquets, yeah. you will, will watch the whole game, and that's why I still put Modric put Modric ahead. And look, people would be going crazy maybe if I put Muller maybe a bit above maybe Xavi or Iniesta because if Busquets, if mm. if if Busquets, if Iniesta didn't have Xavi. Uh, or uh, B- uh, Busquets, or Iniesta, or Xavi didn't have Iniesta or Busquets. Like all of them needed each other. So, I, I, I don't even think that Busquets. I. It's such a hard take, man. It's such a hard yeah, take. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go beyond Barcelona and Real Madrid in it's, mind. Um, it was, it was so tough, which is why Busquets. It, you're right, because it was a package deal, and because mm-hmm. they were so, all of them were just so legendary and Busquets is still playing he's yeah. still relevant he's not he's not the same player Agreed. but he's still very good um but yeah so what do you think it's going to take to get Joshua Kimmich in here or to get uh De Bruyne I guess it would mm-hmm. be a Champions League and maybe uh at least a finalist in the World Cup well um if or, you, you know, are just a couple more years of bossing the assist uh stat um in the Premier League <laughs> Another player too is Pogba, man. If you'd spoken to me five years ago, I would have said Pogba wasn't the the, la- the best players in the decade. Seeing what he was doing at Juve, going to United, nineteen million, I was saying Pogba. Yes, he went bold last weekend, but like I was expecting him to go bold on the field. Okay, yeah. so I think Pogba, maybe with his next move, maybe yeah. we can see the Pogba we see in the French national team and Jorginho. I don't think Jorginho will ever be in the top five of the decade, but Jorginho being in the top three of the Ballon d'Or, you know, so that only shows that the metrics and how it's evaluated, it's wrong. Wrong. Yeah, if you're going to put Jorginho, though, anywhere close to this, uh, we have to to talk about N'Golo Kante, too. Kante definitely ahead of Jorginho for this. (laughs) I I don't think people even realize how Leicester City won the Premier League. Like, Yes. That, that, they were 5,001 odds. You know, that it's just uh, unbelievable. And N'Golo Kante, if they didn't have him, that, that would not have happened. Fuck. Um, and, and, and then he won. He made the big move and moved to Chelsea and, and won it right then and there. Oh, by the way, he won a World Cup, too. <laughs> um, and Yaya. But, uh, Yaya Torre. Yaya Torre, Yaya. like, yeah. leaves Barca. Like, everybody was saying he's the toxic player. He's the problem. He goes mm-hmm. to Man City. He becomes a City legend. So... Yeah. Yaya Torre, like, there was a time that he was the best box-to-box in the world. Yaya Torre, at City. Yeah, yeah. So, it was like, yeah, so Yaya Torre is the other player I would put in the shout. So, I put Yaya Torre maybe ahead of De Bruyne in this conversation of midfielders. Really? That's tough. That's it's a tough. Have, that, that one year that he, what did he hit for? He hit for 20 goals. Yeah. Um, 
and it's... some of those were just him bossing whole midfields. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so much. He was a lot of fun to watch. And fun to watch. I I'm believe sh- he was. He was like City before City, you know, really existed. Well, yes, with Pellegrini, Mancini, like Balotelli, they were still getting a grip of wh- who they were. But like, mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ask David Silva if he would rather play with De Bruyne or Yaya Torre. I am not sure. I'm going to say, I think he's going to answer Yaya Torre. Mm. Mm, pl- oh. Like, I re- <laughs> David Silva, though. So, people, if there's yeah. anyone that we haven't mentioned in the top five midfielders that should definitely be here or get a shout, please put down below in the comment section. And, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 47. We sure enjoyed doing it. And, yes. Thank you As for going always. bold and listening. <laughs> yeah, ne- ne- thanks for sticking uh, with us. Last week was a whirlwind. Sure. I can't tell you how happy we're we're both to be back. Um, and um, yeah, let's you know on the week forty-eight, man. Yeah, oh. th- that's it. That's it. And please do not forget to like this video, okay, guys? It's, it's very important for us for the growth of the channel. And if you haven't, follow us on Spotify so we go bold in those charts on the top as 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 we will as we will so thank you guys for listening to episode 47 and i hope you guys have a phenomenal week man keep on going bold